So today's episode is a lot more than just an episode. Today we are airing the 200th episode on the Train Hard Livestrong podcast. This has truly been more than an honor for me to come on this mic and talk to you all about my experiences, my knowledge, just my passion, my mindset, and having other guest speakers come on the show and be vulnerable and talk about their stories and experiences as well, you know, all from you know, just talking to amazing people and then flying people here to Houston and us traveling to other people to do, you know, in-person interviews for you all and just trying to do the best for all of our listeners who tune in and give you all the best with every single episode that we have. 200. I remember the first time I went on this mic to talk for the first time and I was nervous. I was scared. I was, you know, everything, all emotions coming through, not knowing at all what I was doing. And now here we are on the 200th episode, and it's been extraordinary. It's been a feeling that I cannot explain, and I'm so happy to have you all here. You know, it's been an honor having you all share with your moms, your dads, your cousins, uncles, best friends, gym buddies, you know, about the podcast. It's been truly amazing to see how much this podcast has grown and all the amazing networking and connecting we've created with amazing guest speakers and all the amazing advantages and benefits that we try to give to you all with all the partnerships that we've created. It's truly been life-changing. Um, and I hope this podcast has helped you in some sort of way. I hope we, we've moved you in some sort of way or maybe helped you get past the roadblock, you know, mentally or just helped you start your journey and get you on a first step towards your goals. You know, it's, it's all, all truly amazing. And I'm honored, ladies and gentlemen, to have you all listening right now on the 200th episode anniversary on the Trent Levishon podcast. I'm going to keep the intro short. You already know I'm your host, Coach Matt, owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. And today we do have truly an incredible episode with the great, I'm not even going to say her name yet. I'll say it in a minute, but um, an amazing episode. Talk about diet culture, talk about competing, um, talk about all the things that come with just, you know, being an extreme athlete and having to do the most incredible things for your body to achieve something and then, you know, just be there mentally and physically and psychologically and have nutrition, you know, do things to your body that we don't understand, how to understand it better and how to mentally just go through life and stay focused on a goal even when things are not going your way and how to stay focused and determined and just the power of the community that you are building around you. We're going to talk so much about a lot of things today and um, and for the 200th episode, this is going to be freaking awesome. If you are listening right now on the podcast and you're listening on audio, go ahead, head over to the uh, YouTube channel, Matthew Fitness Trainer. We have a playlist called Trying to Live Strong Podcast. The video is there. Um, and if you are, if you have seen the video and you want to listen on the audio and you are here, then you are tuning into both. And that's freaking dope. Um, but other than that, ladies and gentlemen, we have an incredible episode today with the great and only Ainsley Parrish. When you did it, you're just now getting back to being a normal person. A normal person. They don't realize like how much work it went in to look like that and what they see like in that hour time of that workout. But that's the more uncomfortable thing for me is like wondering what people are thinking and feeling like I've failed and fell off mm-hmm. when I'm really just becoming you. Right. Like going, going back going to who back I was to, yeah, before. A you sustainable know? lifestyle. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers and people who have gone through dramatic transformations and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. 
today we have an amazing guest speaker, a second time returning guest speaker, um, and I cannot wait to have this conversation. It's going to be a great one. We just finished a photo shoot, and we got some cool shit coming. This podcast episode is going to be freaking lit. So everyone, let's welcome Ainsley Parrish. What's Hello, up? Hello. Happy to be here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, in, my, in my home. I know. First time we did <laughs> happy this- Happy to be in my home. <laughs> first time we did this in my gym, right? My garage gym, home gym, and now we're here. So I wonder where the third one's going to be. We should do something crazy, yo. Like, go in somewhere. In the garage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so funny story. Before we begin, we did a uh, photo shoot with Shutter Bombs, Smoke Bombs, and we did it in a parking garage that I guess you're not allowed to go in. But it's a parking garage. It's huge, too. It's like, you said five. It's like five, four stories. Yeah, right? no one's ever parked there. <laughs> yeah, no one's like, there's no cars. So we do the shoot there. Public, pro- pro- public property. Public property. That's a tongue twister. Say that. Yeah, say that. Public property. Public property. Public property. Public property. Okay. No, you lost it. Okay. Towards the second one, you're going already. But, but the security people came to us and said, we can't take photo shoots there, right? Or some shots or whatever. And, and there's no cars. There's no, like, address thing or street thing anywhere. Nothing. and. Not even saying where we are. So that was um that but was we crazy. did it anyways. <laughs> did it anyways. And then we lit the freaking garage up with a bunch of green smoke. <laughs> we smoke bombed out of that bitch. <laughs> and then we and then we left. So if you want to see the photos, you you'll see them if you head over to either one of our profiles. But uh great episode today. A lot of stuff has changed since the first time you were here. Uh whenever mm-hmm. Ainsley was first here, she talked just a lot about like the prep life and just being focused and motivated and just hustling through. Still the same shit, right? Still the same stuff. Always hustle through your goals and stuff like that. But she's gonna come with a little bit of a different story or different perspective, maybe more in depth in certain things. Um so I'm super excited. But for people that are new that don't know who you are. Can you give like a nice little background story? Because even I'm learning new stuff about you, like okay. chore- like choreography. Yeah. There it is, yeah, choreography, dancing and stuff. She does that, and she do does it. good. It's my job. I yeah. was like, that's insane. So yeah, go ahead. So I pay the bills. <laughs> so, um, talk right. to us. So let's see. My background is um, in gymnastics and cheerleading, mm-hmm. and then you know did all that fun stuff. Danced competitively, cheered competitively, did gymnastics competitively ventured into the professional realm of the dance and cheer world, um, San Antonio Spurs, Houston Texans cheerleading. I saw your story the other day of your pictures on there. I was yeah. like, oh my God, it's Ainsley. Yeah. That's so cool. I know, right? So awesome. Um, and then shortly after that, I started competing six years ago and just finished my season with three national shows and now in an off season. Yeah. Um, working full time as a choreographer. Mm-hmm. We own a gymnastics gym in the Woodlands, mm-hmm. AIM Athletics. AIM. You said AIM? AIM. Is that like an acronym? Uh, art in Motion. Art in Motion, dude. I like that. It's actually really nice. Because it's art in motion. Yeah. Yeah. Gymnastics. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. That's sick. So, yeah. Um, I also have a bachelor's in exercise sports science mm-hmm. and a, um, I'm a person, or a, sorry, I'm a physical therapist assistant. I'm not using that right now. See, that's I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I'm uh, just not feeling my fire. Just not not, not the in. clinic life. Yeah. Plus, I don't want to get the vaccine. So <laughs> Yeah, I, there it is. I can't work in the clinic without unless a you're vaccine. vaccinated. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah. but uh so I think last time last time we did talk, you were going into my I forget first show. your first show, first right? First national show. First one. So how we talked about you were in prep and you were doing your thing. Then you go to your show. Mm-hmm. How was it? So first national stage was the best. Uh, I did junior nationals. 
Um, I placed fourth. Mm-hmm. So top five at your first national show is always a big deal because mm-hmm. there's a lot of competitors mm-hmm. and everyone looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very happy with that. And then we decided to go to the next opportunity, which was about five weeks later at MPC Universe. Got fourth again. Mm-hmm. I definitely not the same emotions the second time. But every after every show, they tell you what you're kind of like what you need mm-hmm. to improve on. Yeah. Oh, a few weeks later, okay. through an email. Yeah, right, right, right. You can get feedback. So you got your feedback so, on the first show. Yeah, let's talk about that. That's a good... That's There you go. Talking to girl. Give us... Okay. The deeds. So, um, I said, I, you know, I, I asked for feedback, mm-hmm. and the head judge was who gives it to you. She said, quote, I loved everything about your look, hair, makeup, suit, tanning, posing... On point. Everything is on point. Um, just come back. That's what she told me. <laughs> That's it. So just come back. So, no way. So I literally, I came back. Okay. Um, well, let's backtrack a little bit. She did say, don't get any leaner. Okay, okay, okay. 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 So. Well, because you went up, how how low was your body fat? My body fat was sitting around like high 8%. High 8%. 8.7 or something like that. And I guess to put it in perspective, what, that's pant. This is monkey. <laughs> monkey, monkey. So if everyone watching on video, you might be able to see monkey right now. Yeah. It's one of her cats. Don't come up here. But um, but so to Low. put it in, in perspective, yeah, females healthy that you can see, you know, that they're kind of like fit. They train. They sit like a good like depending on like 14. your right depending on your height and your age or whatever the case may be. It's anything good, past ten percent is considered extreme. Dangerous. Yes, for dangerous your health, for, for your organs, female. everything, yeah. um, hormones. Right, so I was high 8%, 8.7 or something like that. She did say don't get any leaner. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> it was kind of funny, though, because I didn't get that email mm-hmm. until literally like the day before I was leaving for the next show. Well, oh, our, so that was a – so how big of a okay, – That so was how like much, a three- or four-week time gap. Until your next show. Right. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Got it. And as a, you know, as a team, like me and my coach, like mm-hmm. we had decided we wanted to be a little bit – tighter is the word that we use in the bodybuilding world and yeah, yeah what does that mean it means you need to have lower body fat mm-hmm. so your muscles look so your skin looks tighter over right. the muscle bellies um but i <laughs> i didn't get my feedback until like literally 48 hours before i was leaving and it was already too late i get you i get you so i knew walking into that show i was a little bit too lean because you were um, because i was my body fat now was like 7.4 and they said just because obviously you want to look lean and they want to see striate. Well, not as they much don't striation see because you're in bikini, right? Right. So that's why they didn't want you to get leaner. Yeah. Because and in leaner. my in my individual posing, um, my poses you couldn't really see striations. However, when I'm moving and movement was happening, you could see striations. Right. right. So it was a very fine line of like, yeah. Because it's art in motion. Yeah. <laughs> aim high aim high <laughs> that's so cool um so yeah i knew going into universe that i was kind of bringing a package that she already told me like not and to it's the same judge it's the same judges damn it's a set of probably six on the panel right well i actually placed fourth again okay, okay. right so you know coming out of that show and that was when i had covid mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so Coming out of that show, placing fourth again, thinking that you're bringing a better package was frustrating because you think just naturally anybody, even though this sport is not based on skills or Mm -mm. anything, it's just really subjective at the end of the day. Um, 
you think you, you come out of a fourth place, you think that you're going to go up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Getting the same, I wasn't too happy about it, but I decided to go to the last opportunity for me and my time frame was USA's, which was three weeks later. And then that's when everything kind of blew up mm-hmm. in between that time frame. And I went to that show with a completely different package. She got, she did give me my feedback. She said from that second show. Okay. She said same thing. She let my hair, makeup, blah, 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 all that. Copy. But you did co- no for real though. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll show it to you. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. 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 It was interesting when okay. I got my third time around feedback. It right. was like, is she really copying pasting this shit? Right. Like. And I would ask my friends that were competing, same stuff, like yeah. parentheses, everything. See? So that's when it really clicked in my mind. I was like, man, this is so subjective. Mm-hmm. So a lot has changed in my mind since that because, you know, I'm working like my ass off, like on a daily basis to make small critiques and changes to come back with what they want, but they're not being very specific. With what they're wanting, yeah. Because every time I'm, I'm bringing completely different and these looks, are, and these I'm getting are, the same the, like feedback. And these are co- uh, competitions that you are you can potentially get your pro card. These are yes. pro card. Shows. I have to. I had to have placed top two. Top two, right? And I was missing it so close, so right. close. So going into USA's, we basically took like a left turn. Mm. Well, I did get COVID. Mm. So once I came back from the second national show, uh, re- I got tested the next day and I was positive. So I took about a five day span of. I couldn't go to the gym. You know, I was working out at my home gym, right, right. doing what I could, trying to find if I'm fatigued from the COVID or if I'm fatigued from, from being, being so low yeah. on body fat. Um, both, but dude, both. Everything. My coach was like, hey, you need a rest. And if you feel like you need to eat, then you need to eat. Like, mm-hmm. try to keep it clean. Well, I did. And my body fat shot up to about 10%, like 3% in a very small amount of time. That's how much you know your body needs body fat. Yeah, it, and it, I wasn't eating bad food. Right. I was just eating more of exactly. what I was already eating. That's what I'm saying. That's how your body knows. Like, dude, yeah. you need some body fat, girl. Yeah, and so it did. And mm-hmm. so we only had about 10 days to drop it back down. Right. So we went from like once COVID was done, um, we just kind of decided like, hey, I was, I'm willing to take a gamble on this this time and kind of – bring a completely different look um about three or four pounds heavier than my stage weight gotcha gotcha um body fat was a little bit higher than it was but overall the look was a lot fuller which is what the girls that were beating me and winning those pro cards were like that's what they looked like right they they were fuller you know right and um so we tried it and it didn't work (laughs) if anything i should have brought the same package maybe um because i placed seventh which was at that show it was top it was the second call out and that hurt me really really bad because i've never had i've never been in a second call out ever ever so to think that in my mind i was going into that show i was so happy with the look i felt i didn't feel like i looked depleted i felt like i looked healthy i looked full i looked strong i was still tight you know body fat was good and they didn't like it. So I was very taken aback. Like when they called me into a second call out thinking that like I'm bringing you what I, I feel like the girls that are beating me mm-hmm. and me placing what they're fourth, here. Right? Yeah, right? You think that I would at least get fifth and stay in that top call out. But I didn't. I got seventh and it's fine. But it was hard for me at first because. Well, yeah. And a lot was leading into that show too. A mm-hmm. lot of pressure. Um, a lot of 
controversy. Right. So a lot of people were looking at me and a lot of people wanted me to fail. Right. I'm sure there are a lot of people that were wanting me to fail. And, but I told myself, you know, this is the first time that I'm actually going into a show where I'm legit happy with what I look like. Yeah. And I'm not like hoping that they think they want like, right. So for me, that was like a win, you know? And the other, percent, yeah. Yeah. And the other good part about it was I was, I, and this was the other part as far as changing what we looked like, like my calories went up almost 1200 calories going into that show. Oh, dance. You were, you were, I was eating 2,500 calories. So you're 300 grams of carbs every day. Right. And about like 50 grams of fat. Like for those 10 days, for that 10 day span for like two weeks going into that next show. Right. And, um, so I don't know if it was me being happy that I wasn't like super hungry. Uh I don't know what it was like. But you weren't as beat up as you thought you would have been. No, yeah, I thought it just hit you in a different way, like emotionally, maybe like a quick second. Yeah, it was emotional for the first part, uh-huh. and then the other part was I'm a very big like the universe, whatever the signs <laughs> of the world and all this shit. The universe. And when I came home from the second national show, the only thing that was holding me back going from the third was finances, because each of these well, shows, yeah. you know, you got a account that you're paying for an airplane ticket. Especially if it's car, out of state. Ho- they're all out of state. Right. The the entry fee alone is like $400 and then, you know, tanning and it all adds up. Right. Absolutely. But it's about $1,200 a show. Yeah. And this was like my third one in like a span of like two and a half months. Right, right, right. Keep in mind, I'm not paying any bills at my house like because my fiance like was taking care of it through this time. Right. And so actually Instagram, I posted because I've had so much support through the season like it's insane of like I didn't realize that I like touched people <laughs> sharing this journey the yes. way I have. Yes. And it was very overwhelming to like post that post and say, you know, I'm I'm willing to continue to go and I my heart's still in it to try and keep going but financially I can't support doing this again. And the amount of feedback I got like financially was extremely like emotional to see that people really cared. Yeah. Like they wanted to put some love into your life. Yeah. They paid for my whole trip. Right. Everything. That's awesome. In like 48 hours. Right. Donations. Yeah. It was intense. Like seeing these, these people that are just like, I didn't even know like who some of these people were and just how like in depthly like intrigued and like right. connected they feel to this journey and like watching the work. And it and, wasn't even them. It was your journey. Right. And like just how it's helped them. So, then all that stuff transpired with, you know, my coach and it was hard. I mean, I definitely wanted to quit. I was like, man, is this a sign of the universe that I shouldn't be doing the right. show? Like right. financially, I can't like all this stuff's blowing up. Like, but I felt obligated to like my followers to go and do, to it. do it, you know, because they really, they helped me get there. Like I hadn't, I wouldn't be able to got there. See, I think, I think, uh, with your story and everything you just said, I think that, um, Cause I'm also kind of big on like the universe to the world and like pushing you to do something. Right. So I guess like for me, whenever I started doing like my, uh, my coaching business and, uh, coaching people and just like having my own thing on my own, I tried the gym scene for a while yeah. and I tried it for like two years and it, uh, it took like a lot for me and made me want to quit. Mm. And cause I would like go into a gym and I would feel like they would take care of me and I feel like this and that. But then I was getting accused of certain things and then it was like always pushing me away mm. all the time. So I was like, what the hell's going on? Maybe, 
maybe I just shouldn't be a trainer. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Right. And maybe like, and but it was it sucks because it's everything you do. It's like I put everything in one right. thing because I wanted to do it. Yeah. And um, but then I started doing my own thing with my own time and my own rules and my own everything. And then it started to grow from there, right? Right. And then now it went into doing all the things I do now. But I feel like sometimes life is so hard on some per like one person. Yeah. And we always think like, dude, why is life happening to me? There's millions of people in this world that are probably going through a scenario right now that is not related to comp- uh, competing. Right. That's but, what I'm learning. But yes, uh, a family could be, you know, they lost their house, they lost their job, and they're hustling to try to get money, and, and they get through it. Right. And then they become multimillionaires for all the hard work and hustle or whatever that they've right. gone through. And they, there's tons of other stories out there, you know? And this is yours. And right. I feel like the world, and it's all perspective, too. If you look at it, oh, I could have looked at it, I could have looked at it as like, dude, this is not for me. And then life would have won. Right. Life and everybody else would have won. Because I'm pretty sure people wanted me to fail, too. Oh, like, yeah. oh, dude, Matt, he, he wants these things and he's just not going to get it. Yeah. You know? And, and when, with you, you know, you go into these shows and you're feeling full. Like, you're feeling complete. Like, this is it. Like, I got it. There's no way. And you are looking at other people like, dude, I think I look better than her. Or I, I put a lot of work into this. I know I'm going to get, I know I'm going to be there. Like, right. it just has to be. And, uh, and then you get, you know, ranked the way you got ranked. And, that is multiple signs, you right. know, like maybe right now in this specific scenario, it's not for you. You know, maybe later on it'll be for you or the way you had to go through these competitions to go into the third one to you then realize that you have a lot of people that care for you and it's more than just competing. Yeah, no, it was, I had about a 48 hour time frame. Like I, I was sitting on the plane coming home from that second show frustrated with us with another fourth place feeling so close to that second spot that i needed and i just put it out there i was like hey like if anyone wants to help like i would really appreciate it and like the amount of support i'm not even kidding probably 87 direct messages mm-hmm. came in what's your paypal what's this what's that what's that and they covered the whole show for me and it wasn't really about the money i'm gonna get emotional <laughs> yeah it's good it's passion. It's not yeah. emotion. It's fucking passion is what it is. It just like blew me away. Like how, how much that this has impacted people that, I mean, someone said that like, I'm the reason that like they have, they've been getting out of bed in the morning to right. like get up and like keep going. Cause they see how hard I've been pushing and stuff right. like that. And it's just like, like, wow. Like it just, it was a lot. Like it was very emotional to see the impact that you can have on other people in such a different way, like you're right, saying. Like, right. it had nothing to do with health and fitness. Like, Mm-mm. I was literally a reason why, you know, if she can do it, then I can do it kind right, of a thing. Right, right, In a different way, you know. But it was emotional because I just had no idea, like, the amount of people that were, like, rooting for me. Because at that time, it felt like everybody was, like, against me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everyone was against my team and my coach. And it was a lot. And... You know, but going back to that, like, as far as signs, what I took from that is, I mean, honestly, I probably would still be competing if I hadn't have been placed in the worst spot I've ever been in my whole career. Right. Because there's always that glimmer of, like, next time, Mm -hmm. next time, next time. Okay, but this sport is different because you're, you're risking your health. You're risking relationships and pushing those aside, you know. Everything, yo. Everything. It's, when you're competing, you have to be all in on all fronts of life. Mm-hmm. And I was getting to a point where I was pushing my own limits physically, like emotionally, mentally. And 
if I hadn't have been like slapped in the face and been like, no, this is yeah. not your time. Yep, yep, I yep. probably would be still competing. Right. You know, just hurting yourself. I've like I've never had a second call out, and so to think that I'm going into a show with the best package I've ever had and get placed the worst I've ever had, it was really like, you know what? This is not my time. Yep. This is not the time. Yep. This is not my time. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had any post-show blues because <laughs> I've been very, like, happy with... I knew that that was going to be my last show. Right. And I knew it was going to be my last show anyways, like, no matter what the placing was. Well, this is the last one. I spent too one. much money. You know, my body needs a break. Right. You can only do things as far as supplementation goes right, and right. stuff like that for so long. Right. And I'm not willing to risk my health and my womanhood and all the other things that come right. along with those Absolutely. risks, you know? Absolutely. So 100%, you know, I guess from hearing your story and, and hearing about like all the amazing people that helped you out and like that you didn't even know, yeah. that's why I tell people all the time, people want to, quitting is so easy. It's, just, it's the easiest thing you could do. Mm-hmm. You know, you get thrown the towel easy, you know, fast and it, it, there's no effort. Um, emotionally, you might take a big hit, you know, might take, you know, pull you down pretty far, but quitting is, is an easy option, right? Yeah. And I heard this saying the other day from Kevin Hart. He was on a podcast with somebody else. But he said the hardest thing to do is to work your ass off on one day and then wake up the next day to realize that you didn't even move the needle at all. And then realize that you have to do it again. Yeah. Well, that's what happened coming out of the COVID situation. Like, I don't think I really – like, coming coming off the first show and placing top five, like, at my first national show was, like – Oh my god, I was fourth. Oh my god, if I go back again, I can be second. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. I go pro. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it has to be. That's what I'm saying. It, it was has so to exciting. Be. Yeah. And then like the COVID thing happened, and then taking that week off and like my body fat jumping and just the amount like no more 90 minutes of cardio. You know, do what you can in a home gym. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then being like, oh, your body fat needs to drop three percent in like ten days, mm. and having to literally force myself mentally and physically to be like get back in it Mm. that was so hard because my body was like you need a break you need a break and then to realize how hard i was actually working once you stop Mm. oh man it's incredible it was so hard i was like i don't know if i want to do this third show like Mm -mm. my body was waiting for that break and and then all the other drama that was going on it was like it was really hard to just stay focused but it was more so like what if you don't Wait, you're going to wish that you did. I'd rather go and lose than to be like, I should have went to USA's and wondered, you know, so. Yeah, because then you're going to be in an awe, like, you're going to be like in a, in a, I guess a realm of like confusion, like, because you would, that unknown is unknown. That third show would have been unknown. Yep. And I'm glad I did it. You know, I learned a lot and I've learned so much from just competing in general, but, but competing is not real life. It's just a season of your life to be able to like apply to your real life. Yep, yep. And I think that's something that competitors really struggle with. Um, the post-show blues and the the rebounding mm. and all the things that we were talking about, you know, it's very hard. And a lot of people don't realize how hard it is until you go through it because it takes a toll on you. I mean, emotionally seeing your body after months and months and months of work just slip away within a matter of like Dude, 12 like, days or yeah, something. Like, yeah, yep. And really it's... It's inevitable. Mm. You cannot be in a deficit forever unless you want to. I don't know why anybody would. Right. But at the end of the day, you are going to gain weight. Mm. You are going to gain body mm. fat. What does that have to, like, how does that make you feel is one thing. 
But then the other really th- hard thing that I feel like for me is going to like a gym that I've been at and people are seeing me like in this elite conditioning. Yeah, and then in a that. matter of like 10 days, I show back up and with 15, different. 20 pounds. Yeah. Like normal people have time to process that right. weight gain. Right. They see it. It's a gradual. Over like five years. 10 right. Years, yeah. Or even five months or five weeks. But like five or six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days and gaining that much weight to a normal person that doesn't know what you're doing and doesn't understand the process. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a mind fuck to be like, absolutely walk in the gym. And now people are looking at you and you feel uncomfortable. Your clothes fit a little tighter. You know, you're heavier and you know, you're looked at as like that girl is shredded. Mm-hmm. And then now they're looking at you and they're like, damn, that girl let herself go right. when you didn't. You're just now getting back to being a normal person. A normal person. They don't realize like how much work it went in to look like that and what they see like in that hour time of that workout. But that's the more uncomfortable thing for me is like wondering what people are thinking and feeling like I've failed and fell off mm. when I'm really just becoming you. Right. Like going like, back going to who back I was to, yeah, before. A you sustainable know? lifestyle. And feeling like they're looking at me and like judging me as like a like I fell off like right. when I didn't you right. know so that's been the hard part is like a little awkward in the gym do you looking. do you feel like do you is that confirmed do you know like people are thinking that or do no. you just think that yourself I think I think it's myself because I've actually had people tell me I look better <laughs> <laughs> but you know you're used to like looking in the mirror and like seeing yes. just shredded abs yes. and every everything everywhere for so long Mm. you know seven months was my prep and Mm. people saw that for seven months day in day out and then i come back two weeks later and i'm 20 pounds heavier like i said normal people have time to process that and like see "Mm, you're getting kind of big you're getting no 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 it's like an overnight thing you know i gained like i think eight pounds in like over a weekend and it stayed there it never went away well because you're like well if you break it down to like science level Mm. right like your body the muscle is is beautiful. I've always been fascinated by the muscle, but the muscle needs so much to just survive. And yeah. not just that, but keep the rest of your body in a survive, like healthy and strong. Right. Hormonally. As a Absolutely. Woman especially. Yes. And that's why y'all have a higher body fat percentage just to be healthy and strong, you know? Yeah. Prepare for babies. Yeah, exactly. So like there's, but the muscle needs so much. So yeah. whenever you deplete your, yourself from carbohydrates and like everything, you know, everything, everything, it's, <laughs> you're depleted from everything. I wonder how that's going to sound like. Whenever they're listening to it, it's gonna sound like they're gonna get the point. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Dude, are they there with me?" They just whispering in my ear right I'm now. In your car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, whenever you you know go from an extreme like that, because it is an extreme. Like 100%. it's not it's not something that you're going to maintain for for the rest of your life or even five six years or whatever. But you know, whenever you come five, back, five six weeks at that low of a body fat percentage is is intense. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's and, affecting your daily life <laughs> and even, even to put it in like a something that we've all experienced is like being hangry like if you're yeah or, and and that's for people like for me for example i eat every like few hours right like every three four hours i kind of eat like a big good meal right but and you I, eat and then you feel satisfied yeah you feel full i feel good that's like, not I how feel. it feels when you're competing <laughs> you, you eat, eat and you're like scraping licking the bowl <laughs> and you know like you're never you're not going to ever feel that satisfaction yes, until right. the show is over, which is why people binge and right. And it's then so blow it up. Right. And it, there's a whole nother hormonal aspect to that too. Like there's a, there's a hormone called, uh, I want to say it's called like gremlin or something like that. Oh, gremlin. I love that movie though. <laughs> Gr- gremlins. gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call it gremlins right now, yeah, but there's great. a hormone that like legit 
when your body fat is that low, there's a hormone that comes into play, basically raising the raising wherever in the brain to tell you that you're hungry it, oh, it exacerbates shit. that because it knows that you are in a dangerously low state like you need to eat and it needs you to eat so not only are you actually hungry but now you have this hormone telling you i'm starving like, eat yeah. everything now <laughs> and it's like really hard to gauge it's like okay so am i actually full am like I? or is this hormone just telling me i'm yeah, full yeah yeah and it's hard i mean you've 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 done this like amount of discipline to for so long extreme amount of discipline to days where you have to like literally sit there and cry and count down the days and you're like only a few more days and then it's so easy to just be want to be like okay it's over Mm. but it's not over Mm. now it's like now you really got to kick the discipline in because now your body is going to react in either a good way or a really bad way right right, you know right, right so that just comes with time right Absolutely. Of figuring out how to balance that. And your body's always trying to, and I tell people all the time, your body's always ha- has one job, dude, and it's trying to keep you alive, keep mm-hmm. you healthy, and keep you strong to be able to function in life. Mm-hmm. But it's going to do whatever it can with whatever you're giving it because mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't, it can't control your hands to feed you the right food. It can't control your legs to go walk to the gym and do your thing and, or even just go walk in the park or whatever. But like your body's going to do what it has to do to stay healthy as much as it can. So if you are in a deficit, that's why it has those hormones. If you're obese and overweight, that's why your body's shooting up your blood pressure because it's going to tell you, dude, yeah, look, you got to yeah, you gotta chill. Like if you are breathing heavily by walking to your car, which is on your driveway, that's your body telling you, right. dude, you need to do something. So your body's always throwing signals and throwing signs. In. Yeah, and that's, that's truly what competing is in my opinion. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the diet. It's not the working out. It's not the cardio or the posing or any of that. It's... It's the mental ability to ignore the natural, healthy signs your body are yes. signaling you because you're trying to get it to an unnatural state. Mm-hmm. And, and that unnatural state looks phenomenal. Exactly. And people have no idea what really is required to get to that point. Right. That's the part that, yeah, it's, it's hard because it's such an underground like sport. Nobody really understands it. And they see it all the they time. They love it. But they don't understand. They it. don't get it, and right. they see you in the gym, and they're like, "Man, she looks awesome." Yeah. And then, and but then, after your workout, bro, you're gonna go eat a bunch of food. Exactly. I gotta eat this little plate. Yeah, and it's it's just hard, you know. Yeah. It's it's definitely a mindset. Oh, in 100%. and out of it, in and out. Yeah. yeah. During season and off season, yeah. like, and that's where I'm at right now. Is it's so crazy? I thought about it yesterday. It's like I'm only six weeks post show. Uh-huh. It feels like three Forever. months. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. feels like so long ago, and it's only been six weeks, and. I'm like, okay, give yourself some grace because you just were in a deficit at a very low body fat for almost eight months and you've only had six weeks to like be a normal person, like basically. And like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very hard on myself. I'm like, right. man, my, my workouts are inconsistent. My mm-hmm. diet's inconsistent. Everything's inconsistent. Like I'm up one week and then I'm down the next day. And it's just like coming from like that structure of like, do or die like there's no off time mm. there's no option to even be on an off time right. that it's like man get your shit together mm. like you've done this for seven months for six years now and you can't do it for a week <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yeah it's more like a mental yeah it hurts you more mentally than mm. if any for me at least like i look at myself i'm not happy right now with like what i'm seeing in the mirror you know but 
It's more so I know that I'm failing myself at knowing what I need to do right. to be where I want to be. And I right. just can't seem to do it all the time. Right. And it's like, why not? You've done it for <laughs> so yeah. long. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. It's just. No, it's all mindset, yo. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. Mindset. And I think I'm finally at the point, like I told you, I started my diet yesterday. Mm. I'm finally at the point where I'm like, I'm realizing, you know, competing is an extreme but I'm really trying to fall back in love with the lifestyle which led me to competing. And that's really my focus right mm. now. Um, mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. getting back true to like the fitness and health lifestyle mm-hmm. and not always worrying so much about like, you know, how much weight I'm going to gain and like how hard it's going to be to like get that lean again or it's, it shouldn't be aesthetically driven anymore. Like, Fitness and health is good for you. Like, working out is good for you. Eating clean is good for you. Mm -hmm. Doing a certain amount of cardio is also good for you, you know? It doesn't always have to be like, man, I need to lose five pounds. Get on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, like, you legit need 25 minutes of cardio for five days a week, according to the American Heart Association, (laughs) to be healthy, to maintain where you are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm looking at more as like, no, this is good for me. Mm. This is what I need to do. Mm. My body will respect it. And the good thing about all this is... You can go down one way and up the other way, and your body will respond. Yeah. So, it, no and it doesn't take that long. Mm. Five to seven days of like a true consistent plan of some sort, and you're going to see some sort of a change. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Somewhere. Yeah. So, just reminding myself that it's like, you know, it's not okay. It's not that bad. Like, mm. you're fine. Like, just stay on your thing for five days, and you're going to see results. It's going to spark your fire again. But, I mean, the burnout is definitely real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because in a absolutely. competing situation, like, you go to the gym because you have to go to the gym. Right. You don't go to the gym because I want to work out today. No, uh-huh. you go because you, you have to go. Uh-huh. You do cardio because you have to do it. Right. You eat it because you have to do it. It's not always because you want to. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you do get burned <laughs> Rich Piana, out. right? Rich Piana, he would always eat just, like, clean food and he would drink it. He would blend yeah, it up. Yeah, that's like, You don't eat it. For taste, you, you eat for gains. <laughs> yeah, we don't eat for taste. We eat for gains. That's what we say in our house. We don't eat for taste. Yeah, we eat, for eat it for gains. Um, no, you know what? I think that's funny how you say the you lifestyle. Like, yes, because so I we had a uh, guest speaker on Shannon Montgomery. She um, she just went through a back surgery, not like crazy back surgery, but well, she was in extreme pain. But they did like a very small surgery. It took like twenty minutes, and now she's good. That's all she needed, right? But she pushed through that pain for months. To get to the point to where she had, because obviously, like you said, you have to train to be a specific way, physique-wise, to go on stage. Right. She pushed through all the natural things that your body's telling you, hey, your back hurts, something is wrong, fix it. She neglected all that just to hurry up and get on stage, right? Mm -hmm. So after all that was said and done, she finally got the surgery because she couldn't walk. Like, it was taking away, like, her ability to live life. Right. So... And, and then after that, then she started, you know, doing simple changes in her training that she never would have thought. You know, she does simple stuff now, even though it's extremely effective, but it's not as like powerlifting or heavy right. compound like she was. Um, it's focused more on like her overall well-being. Well-being. And right. that's what she was talking about. And that's when I came to like the conclusion, like, because obviously we're in this industry so heavily that sometimes we forget. But And it's so aesthetically driven. Whenever I first went into the gym and touched my first weights when I was 13 years old. I'll never forget how that felt. I'll never forget how it was to wake up the next day and be like, dude, I cannot wait to go to the gym yeah. to see yes. how my body's going to yes. change. Yes, that is, that's, that is you truly lose that. the goal You right lose now. that after you do what we've done. Yeah, you've taken it to the most 
extreme place you ever. You saw the dark side of it. Yeah, and, and then the other the light. other side is like you see your body like that, and that's now for a lot of people as competitors, that's the expectation. If you don't look like no. that, mm. you're not in shape. You have to rewire your brain. Yeah, you do. And so that's literally <laughs> what I'm doing right now. It's funny because yeah, you do. <laughs> I have a bachelorette party next weekend and what? that's my again? new goal. Tell them what you're going to wear again. These, these oh, tie dye. We have, okay, so one sick, day we're day sick. drinking on like rainy street in Austin and doing all that fun stuff. We're all in tie dye. Um, then later not- that night, oh, you haven't even heard the best part yet. <laughs> so, you know, when you go to a bachelorette party, like they always wear like their little penises, yeah. necklaces. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. My girls are too bad to be wearing penis necklaces. So we're all dressing up. Are you ready? Drum roll. Don't tell me you're dressing up as a penis. <laughs> Don't tell me you're dressing No. <laughs> I'm, we're all dressing up as superheroes and we're going out oh, to the bars. Oh, no, you told me that. Yeah. And I have a full videographer for the night. I have a choreographed Britney Spears flash mob dance that we're doing at the bar. It's going to be lit. I cannot Might as well. wait. The, so. the, the night is yours. Yeah. That's I'm like, be no, your my, girls day. Are, my girls are bad. They need to look bad. They're respectable women. They're not wearing... Penises, penises on their freaking We're gonna necks. be superheroes, so I'm Spider Man. You know so what? So I can be like, Ta-ta-ta. I was gonna say, I feel jump like, around. I and feel like, like that would have been you. Yeah, I feel like a Spider Man. And I'm gonna have those little you. things that shoot tequila out of my hands. I can just shoot tequila. No at way, like shots. Like, yes, in, yes, that's crazy. Yeah, yo. it's gonna Seriously. be so fun. So fun. That's nuts. That's actually pretty cool. So that's actually like what I'm prepping for is my bachelorette party and it's a completely different mindset you know it's just it's really okay, hold on, hold trying on. So to you find... say you're prepping for because you want to look a certain way i want to lose five pounds see and that's i think that <laughs> is what is so cool about once you because aside from the prepping all that crazy stuff you have learned what so it much. what it takes to do certain things with your body so you have absolute power over how to control your physique, right? Yeah. And, and, and understand these things. So if you have an event coming up, you know yeah. what to do. That's yeah. why I think it's so cool that people should, I'm not saying go compete, but go try Educate these yourself. things. Educate yourself. I mean, I, I prepped myself for Texans tryouts off of bodybuilding.com. See? I literally. That's why I was there. <laughs> that's why I was fucking there. Like, I mean, that's what happened. I, I knew I needed, <laughs> I mean, 1,500 girls auditioning for 40 spots. Like, I had to stand out. I had to look good. And I literally just did some research in college and picked a plan. Jamie Eason's, I think Jamie Eason's plan, Live Fit program. Just go for 12 it. 12 weeks. Uh-huh. Had a meal plan. Did the same thing. Kind of like started raising the volume in the gym. Started adding in cardio. Started lowering some, like very basic version of like a prep. Mm. And I was loving it. Yeah. And now I look at it and I'm like... God, I have to be hungry again. God, I have to do 90 minutes of cardio again to look See? like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm really trying to change my mindset right. and set goals. Like my goal right now, this is so funny. Y'all are going to love this. <laughs> I texted my coach yesterday, two days ago, and I was like, all right, I need your help. I need somebody <laughs> else to hold me accountable because I know what I need to do, uh-huh. but I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not, I'm, it's not happening. Right. And he got all excited. He's like, yeah, let's do Miami Nationals. You're 14 weeks out. And I said, Jay, my goal is to stay on a meal plan right now. That's the goal. <laughs> that is the goal for a week. Just yeah. a week. Yeah. And I'm going to set small goals like that. Like you can't – you have to – we talk about this like laying the foundation. Mm, always. Right yeah. now I'm always. really trying to fall back in love with the – 
the the process and not even the sport but the lifestyle because the sport is the lifestyle mm-hmm. <laughs> on steroids <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes actually on steroids but yeah <laughs> but for real like if you're not living that lifestyle you uh, are gonna have a whirlwind of hurt when you actually get into a prep because true. you're you're forced to completely change your lifestyle and yep. I love the fitness and health lifestyle I love the way it makes you feel and like you said like I want to get up in the morning and be excited about my workout. I want to get up in the morning and push bad food options away because my goals right now are more important. It's not right. because, no, it's not on my meal plan. Right. Exactly. Having the option. It's really being- bringing it my, like, being more in control of, like, my own self of what I what I want and not what a plan says I need to do. Right. Not feeling restricted right. to a plan. Right. And... I'm getting there. I mean, I'm having better workouts. I'm enjoying my time in the gym when people don't talk to me. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really enjoying the workouts is my main thing right now. I'm uh-huh. trying to really, like, get the most bang for my buck when I'm in there. Like, leave it all out there. Sweat. Like, feel relieved when I walk out. And that's it. Just throw a big t-shirt on. I'm not really too concerned with what I look like. Just the goal is to have a good workout. And then... That's like this first foundation and then have the workouts and then start laying down like choosing healthy meals because I'm choosing to because I know what it's going to do for me and do for my health and my well-being, not just my physical appearance. Mm-hmm. And we're, we'll get there. But yeah, no, it's, it's always a work in progress, man. Like you said, small goals. I think that's the most powerful thing you could possibly do because, you know, some people do it and it's a rare few, but you can change your lifestyle completely overnight and be successful in it. But eventually later on down the line, something will happen to the point to where all that, all the times you wanted to, to quit or all the times you wanted to break your diet or everything like that, it's all going to come at one time. Right. So if you take those small goals, Hey, I'm going to slow down, not even like take away soda completely. Like I'm going to drop down instead of drinking five a day. It's not a soda, but it's, it's not the same shit. <laughs> you can get the Zevias that are, no. Yeah, they're root beer and Coke flavored. I'm not going to do that shit. Well, it depends how much you want your goal. So I like <laughs> mineral water is my shit. Anything, anything sparkling is like it. You've never had Zevia? No, I've never had Zevia. It's sugar-free Stevia-based soda. Okay, no, that's not happening. I stick to like certain specific, like LaCroix, Topo Chico. Those are, that's my shit. So waters. Waters that are... Like with a hint of flavor. There you go. Not G- like give me flavor. Some, give me some carbon, uh, whatever that shit is. Yeah. What is that? Soda Car- water? No, what the pop? That's something. It's called carbon carbonated salt. water. Carbonated water, yeah. Yeah. But it's mineral water. With minerals? Yeah, exactly. And some of sometimes it has sodium. I mean, you fucking forget you what you're talking about. You just pour salt in your water. No. Okay. So small goals. If you want to like drop down from five sodas a day to two, that is a small goal. And even though you right. are not like, and that is the key. Right. Is the realistic part. Exactly. And that's that's that really is the key, is like being realistic with your damn self. <laughs> Not with someone else telling you what you need to do and you right. know it ain't going to happen. Because if you're setting yourself up for failure, knowing you're looking at a plan and you're like, there ain't no way in hell I'm eating that all day long. Then you know you've already not. failed. Yeah, then you like, already failed. Do something else. Try something else. Or you're going to be miserable doing it. And, and then cool. you're going <laughs> to fail when you get out of it. Either way, failure is going to happen somewhere. Even if you do take small goals, you're going to fail somewhere in those small goals. And that's fine. That's why it's there. Yeah. And that's why you fail because that's why they made failure. 
Because you're supposed to go through it every now and, and then. learn. To teach you some shit. Yeah, so you can learn from it. Exactly. Take everything out of anything that happens. It's success. I tell people all the time, you succeed, what did you learn from it? Can you repeat that again so you can succeed even more? If you failed, what did you learn from it? So you cannot fail again in that specific area. Like, Yeah, self-accountability is huge when it comes to, I don't even want to talk about competing anymore. Let's just talk about like the health and fitness lifestyle. Fuck yeah. Like, Work out. Weights and wine. Weights well, and wine. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon, guys. Um, we'll we be said popping, that last time too. Popping bottles and doing push-ups. <laughs> but yeah, I think you have to be like. I mean, there is a give and a take, though. Too. I mean, there is things that you absolutely have to do in order mm. to reach those goals. And if you don't want to do it, then then be realistic with yourself that that goal will probably never be attainable for you. Right. If you don't want to give those things up, then stop dreaming about it every day. Mm-hmm. Find a new goal that you know you can reach. Right. You know? So it's it's really like how bad do you want it? That's kind of – I just posted this on Instagram actually. It's I've been – I'm like 121 pounds right now. My happy place is like 115 in an yeah. off season. Right. And uh, I'm very, very self-aware that at night when I choose to eat five, six, seven, eight cookies – at 1.30 in the morning watching The Bachelorette, I'm very aware of what's going to happen. But I still choose to do so. Right. So I've been having this internal dialogue going on of, okay, you want to lose five pounds, you want to look good for your Bachelorette, you also seem to really want to eat these cookies. <laughs> yeah. Because you continue to do it. Right, right, And right. then you wake up, and you regret it, yeah. and then you repeat the cycle. Yeah. And over and over and over again. So it's really just deciding, it's kind of like that saying, it's like stop, Stop wishing for it. Start working for it. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're spending so much of your time, like, dreaming of, like, this goal and, like, obsessing over, like, what you want, but you're continuing to do these things over and over and over again that you know are not going to get you where you want to go, it's kind of like, all right, now you need to start having a self-conversation with yourself about, do I really want this goal? Mm -hmm. Because obviously not. Right. You know? And that's where I'm at. It's like, I decided that the other day. It's like, all right. I ate a whole thing of cookies and a whole pizza to myself. And, and I said, was good. It, was, it was really good. It was gluten free too. So <laughs> I don't feel that bad, but, and, but like I woke up the next morning and I was, it was in my mind. I was like, this is going to be my last thing. Right. Get it all out right now. Because in the morning when you wake up, it's time to get, we're not going to play this game anymore where yeah. you, you look at the scale or you look in the mirror and you're like, you look and you're unhappy or whatever. And you continue to do the things that aren't getting you where you want to go. It's like you know the tools you ha- you need to use to mm-hmm. get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Now, d- really, truly decide: do you want it or do you not? And if you don't, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you can be 130, 40 pounds. Who who really cares? Right, right. Nobody right. really cares. Only me. And no one's gonna know. Only you. Exactly. And your doctor. If sometimes you go to the doctor, you go get checked up. And shit. But if you're obsessing over these things that you want and you're continuing to fail yourself. Mm-hmm by doing the opposite of what you should be doing, then you really owe it to yourself, I feel like, to look in the mirror and be like, do I really want to lose five pounds? Mm. Or am I truly happy with like these these immediately these immediate pleasures of life, like eating a cookie or whatever these things are. Like, and that's fine. But stop like wasting your own time and right. your own energy to yourself. Feeling like you're failing when you're the one failing yourself. Right, 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 right. No one's failing you. Right. You're failing yourself. So it's like, that's kind of where I got. I was like, okay, I know what I want to do. I'm choosing to, 
take these immediate pleasures over the satisfaction of feeling good. You know, my clothes are starting to fit tighter. Like, I don't like that. Like, there's things that I don't like about that kind of stuff. Mm. So it's like, what is going to make me happier in the long run? Eating this cookie and waking up in the morning and feeling sorry that I did? Or just stopping the habit right now. And I literally did. Like, yesterday was my first day on diet. And I went the whole day. And it was a decision that I made going into it. But you have to really know what what you want to do, A. And truly what you're willing to do be to get to it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to feel unhappy through your whole life, feeling like you're never going to get to these goals because you simply just can't stop the bad habits mm-hmm. when you really can. Right. But you have to make that decision and you you can't turn around and you can't dabble in it because mm-hmm. the more you dabble in it, you're, for me, you open the floodgates and it's game over. <laughs> it's over. It turns into a whole fucking tray of cookies. Yeah. But then again, that's where the restrictive mindset kind of comes in too and feeling like you're always restricted. Yeah, because you're able to have those things and still look amazing. And it's kind of funny because I'm like noticing, I don't know if it's like because, I don't know, I swear just the internet like listens to my thoughts, but. It does, honestly. It does. It's listening to us right now. It is. No, it is. We're probably going to get some ads later on. Yeah, we are. That's what's happening though. About, what's that shit sort of stuff you just said? Zevia. I don't know what that is, but somehow it's going to happen. It's going to pop on my Or LaCroix or something. But I look up LaCroix. I'm noticing a trend right now of like girls, some competitors, some used to be competitors that mm. got out of the competing lifestyle because of the restrictive mindset that it has on on people and the effect it that it has coming out of a show. It really mm. affects your life. Mm. And um people just hating on like diet culture right now. Like I'm really seeing a lot of negative shit about diet culture and like really finding balance and being able to be fit and be healthy and be happy and still not feeling like you can only eat chicken and rice. Otherwise you're failing. Right. You know, I don't know if it's just something that I'm seeing, but I'm just noticing a trend of like girls that I follow that used to be competitors that have big, big followings i'm mm. talking like hundreds of thousands of people hating on the diet culture um and now the more that i've competed and the more that i'm seeing it affect me outside of like my season it's true it's and that's what i told my coach i'm like i'm not focused on a show right now like i'm focused on finding a happy place with myself where i feel like i look like a competitor even though i'm not mm. And I can have a life and getting back to the point of loving the process before I think about doing a show again. Right, right, right. Because I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. And I'm going to fail. Right, right. Do diet culture? I've always uh, been someone to... So my mom was always the kind of person that would like always check how many calories are in every single thing. And And if she had the... If she had it, then she'd be like, oh, it's okay. I'll just run an extra mile tomorrow, you know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like you're just uh, self-abusing yourself. Yeah, sabotaging yourself to the point to where I can only enjoy this if I hurt myself tomorrow or make up exactly the next day or whatever. And um, and that's what I was that's what I was raised around. I'm not saying my mom taught me wrong, but that's that was her way of thinking, you know? And um, and that, that just goes into the diet culture. She was always trying to focus on her calories and stepping on the scale after like a long day of eating and drinking water and all this other stuff. And, you know, um, and it it 
made me think certain ways as well. Right. But um, but dieting, I've never been a fan of just because it's not sustainable. It's going to no. get you from one goal. It's going to get you from one position right now to a position you want to be at that seems ideal. But the way you got there was not sustainable. So how the hell are you going to sustain this? And, and you weren't weight? truly enjoying the process either. No. Dude. Some people are like, I just love the process. I'm like, do you though? Do you do you though? If you love the process, that means you got a plan that was great, sustainable, and it got you to a happy place, and you're able to maintain that. Right. And there's very few people that truly, I feel like, truly love that, like truly love to be like dieting and grinding all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's a very few amount of people. Oh, that, that, and that even word, the yeah. one person. Well, I know two people, but the one one of them <laughs> is now. You know, went from the lifestyle, the fitness, health and fitness lifestyle very recently, started competing, was quickly successful with it because she'd built a great foundation and competed and Mm. did a year of competing and saw the extreme difference of health and fitness lifestyle versus competing. Oh, and really seeing that difference of how extreme you have to be to compete and is now dealing with binge eating and falling off plans and all the side the side effects if you will that come from dieting and restricting for that long and now feels like she's behind where she was when she very first even started any exactly. yeah. yeah and it's it's hard it's very hard it takes someone that can be like extremely um realistic with themselves and acceptable of the inevitable mm. like you're gonna gain weight when you're in off season mm. it's just like but it's hard for people to see themselves go from that and then so quickly back to sometimes even worse than when they started before right. and you feel like you failed it sucks yeah yeah absolutely um do you have your thing right now what your bachelorette thing 2 30 right 2 30 time is it right now two dang it's like right around the corner Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up anyways. Yeah. All right, so um, then you just heard that, guys. You just heard the uh, the back, back behind-the-scenes talk. So now you know right now when we're recording this, it's 2 p.m. Central Time in Houston on a Friday. September. We're in September, right? It's Sep- Friday, What's the date yeah. today? September what? 17th. 17th. So that's when it's being recorded. Um, but yeah, um, obviously we're going to have Ainsley back on the show Let's again. Let's some tips. You want to give some Let's tips? Give some tips to people that are experiencing the diet mm. culture right now. They're okay, struggling. Okay. So for someone right now, dealing what are your top three tips. My top three tips. Mine. Oh shit. Okay, let's go. Number one. For someone for- that is in the diet life culture, feeling like the only way for them to be successful with the body that they love and finding that balance. But they feel they have to be on a strict meal plan and they have to be strict in the gym and they can't come off of it at all. And if they come off of it at all, they failed. What do you feel like their top three tips are to find that balance? So I feel like obviously being real. Okay, number one, always dive down to your happiness. I feel like that's the biggest thing. What's truly going to make you happy? Mm -hmm. Not just with the end goal, but the process. Because there is a long journey that you're about to go through. Until you hit that end goal. The end goal doesn't just come overnight. And I feel like that's what we get stuck on is we hardcore diet for one day, do your fastest cardio, do your training session. All of a sudden you step on the scale and you feel like you should be somewhere already, but it's only been two days or a week. I feel like that is 
what the biggest struggle is because people don't focus on what truly makes them happy. How, why do you want to get healthy? Why do you want to lose weight? Is there something else besides just looking great that is going to make you happy in this achievement that you're going to achieve? So what is it that's going to make you happy? How are you going to go about it? And then educate yourself and learn about it. And I feel like number one would be that. Number two would be find something that's extremely realistic. You can't just be saying, I want to drop this much weight. I want to look like Ainsley in 48 hours or whatever the hell your goal would be. I'm not (laughs) saying don't dream big, but be realistic with your small goals. Your big goals can take time. Mm -hmm. If you want to look like someone in 10 years, yo, that's awesome too. You know, if you want to look a specific way in 10 years and you know, and you're okay with the process and journey that's going to get you there, then that's fine. But be realistic with your small goals. And number two or number three, the last one would be just stop. This is my biggest one, dude. Stop comparing yourself to other people that will always get under my skin. And I see it a lot with competitors. Mm -hmm. People always want to. I mean, that's what we're doing at the end of the day. (laughs) People want to compare all the time. And and I understand that that's what, you know, why. And it's not even just with physique. It's with like anything. How come they have this and I can't have this, you know, or whatever the case may be. But, you know, it's stop comparing yourself to someone that is doing this full time. It's their job. It's their career. It's their obsession. They have, you know, maybe less responsibilities than you they don't have a wife or a husband and kids and they do this all the time day in day out breathing this taking the supplements doing what they need to do to get to a position in their life where they post one post you see that and you want to look like that and then you grind out for six eight months and you're not there yet you're comparing yourself every day to that person that's going to get you nowhere number one find what's going to create happiness in your life and for you for the rest of your life Number two, find something that's going to be realistic for yourself, especially small goal orientated. And number three, just stop comparing yourself to other people. When it comes down to dieting, food is rough and it, it's, it controls you. It will control you. Yeah. And our society and relationships are so centered around food. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Because what do you do on a first date? What's the biggest thing? You go out to eat. You go out to eat. What do you do with your friends? You go to brunch. Go to brunch. Yeah. So hey, let's go catch up. Where you want to go eat at? So that's another thing that just people don't realize, like how, like, yeah, as a competitor, you're taking all that out too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not just the food; it's the socializing, the interactions. Yeah, yeah. communicating. My biggest stuff. three goals, I would say, kind of follow along the same. But um, the first one is is if you're not ready, <laughs> if you're not that's ready, yeah, that's a good then one. you're not ready, <laughs> and <laughs> it's okay. Yes, it is. It is okay. It is to eat cookies every night and watch The Bachelorette until it's, it's your okay. time. Eventually, you're going to get to a point yes. where you're like, all right, I'm going to start eating egg whites at night. It's my fucking time. Not the, co- <laughs> not the cookies. I'm going to keep the bachelorette in there, but I'm not going to keep the cookies. We're going to find this happy medium. You know, so, yeah, I would say that that's, that's, that's a big good. one. Um, the second one is do what you enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. All fitness and lifestyle or fitness and health. There's seasons to it as well. Mm-hmm. There's seasons where you're, you know, in it to win it and you're in the gym six, seven days a week and you're on your meals and you're drinking your water and everything is like good, good, good. And then life happens and mm-hmm. you have to kind of reroute. Like for me coming out of the show, like I did not even really want to go to the gym. It felt like a job. It felt like a yep. priority yep. and it is a priority, but it wasn't a priority that I wanted to make a priority. Um, so I completely switched it up. I was like, I'm not getting on a Stairmaster. I'm not getting on a treadmill. I'm walking outside. I'm going to make sure I get my movement in because 
those things are good for your health. Outside too, that's Your great. well-being, that's yeah. Great. Increase your serotonin. Get some get some sunshine in yep. there. Get that in there. Switch it up. Like you have to do things that you enjoy. Um Mm-hmm. But try your best to stay consistent, you know, even if it's a little bit of something like it's not good for anyone to just cut cold turkey like you need to no, keep something hard. up there and it's going to yeah. affect more than just your physical. It's going to affect your mental and your um, emotional state as well, because exercise is at the end of the day, like I said, the lifestyle, it's good mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to focus on that. Um, and then my third would uh, probably just be. Give yourself grace because, I mean, it's hard. It is. I had a friend the other day and she's like, I can't stay on my diet for five days. I don't know how you did it for so long. And I'm like over here. I'm like, girl, I feel you. It's hard. It's very, very hard. And it's, you see these competitors and, Uh you know, uh, not a whole lot of them. And I think I'm one of few more coming about now, but I think I'm one of few that really show like the dirty, dirty side of the sport and the negative side and not just like the hair glitz and glam show day kind of thing. And everyone sees it and they want to look like it. It's like, it's, it's a great, it teaches you a lot, but there's also like a lot of negatives that come with it as yeah. well that affect your life. Yeah. Not just you either. Like your relationships around you, like yeah. my mom and everyone was so ready for me to be done stop. competing. Yeah, just they competing. were like, when are you done? Like, uh-huh. when can we go out and do things? Um, so yeah, just, you know, it's it's a learning process and it's not ever 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 going to be a linear curve. It's always mm. going to be an up and down curve and you just have to give yourself grace and really just do your best and that's kind of where I was at this past week was like I'm not doing my best. Mm. I'm not doing my best because mm. I'm not happy every night eating cookies and all the other shit that I eat right. because I'm not waking up happy. I'm mm. waking up and I'm regretting it. Right. So it's like you just have to learn and give yourself grace and when your time comes, it'll come, but you just have to do your best and don't, yeah, don't compare yourself to other people Mm-mm. because like I said, dude. you can see these competitors on Instagram looking all shredded, but they don't, they're not sharing when they're sitting in the car crying before they have to go into a workout because they're so mentally, physically and emotionally exhausted and drained and hangry. And that's the last thing they want to do. They yep. just post their little gym selfie with their little abs and you're like, Oh my God, girl killing it. And like, <laughs> see, they, they're thriving off of yeah, that. Yeah. They are thriving. I'm yeah. telling you right now, yep. girls that are competing are thriving off of the attention that they're getting for their physique. Mm. But in, in the background when they're alone, miserable, it, they're not as happy as you think. And mm. I'm not saying that it's the case for all, but you know, they're counting down the days till show's over for a reason. <laughs> they're not like, Oh my God, I only have two more weeks and then I can't. I'm going to miss prep. <laughs> I know. Like you don't have to stop. Just keep competing, but yeah, that's yeah, not really yeah. the case, yeah. you know? It, so that should say something to you is, Never look to a competitor as like that is the goal because even for us, you know, that's not the goal. That is right. the goal on right. stage, but we we know it's not gonna be there for long. Right. So that's why it's documented so much yeah, when no, it yeah. is. It's only gonna happen like either that once or ten times or how long you're doing it for. Yeah. So I think the goal should be for everyone, you know, to be healthy, to be happy. Look at like what we were talking about, like mm. When it comes to cardio, like, what does the American Heart Association recommend? Like, 25 minutes a day, five days a week, 
um, or four days a week of like vigorous activity. Like just follow those basic guidelines, you know, like build your foundation off the basic stuff that's going to make you better as like a whole. Right. And don't always overshoot because then when you fail, you you feel really bad. Right. And then that could just put you off tracks completely. Yeah. You can always build. Yeah. Like just start low. Yeah. Make it a thing. Like for me, I'm like not trying to like get on a meal plan to like do a show. I'm trying to get on a meal plan to like lose five pounds for a bachelorette <laughs> party that I'm going to go and drink my brains out at <laughs> and gain it all back in a weekend. There, but there's this book I read. Uh, I forget what it's called. Something, uh, something morning, like five or how to master your morning or something about the morning. But oh, yeah, I listened to a like you're talking about morning time. Like legit in the morning, morning. Yeah. yeah. I have a podcast. Well, it's not a podcast, so it's a book. Oh well, this is like a motivational. I wouldn't even call it a podcast. It's just a audio motivational book, audio. Okay. And it's talking about the morning, and that is so true. I literally just had this conversation with a friend who wants me to help her um, get, lose some weight, and I told her like, "You really gotta like master your morning mm-hmm. because that literally sets the tone for the whole day. Mm-hmm. If you roll out of bed unprepared and you're grabbing what you can." You, you're, in a fluster. you're always playing catch up through the day. Yeah. It's better to like get up, master your morning, you know, like set your intentions for the day is what it says. Um, say your, say what you're going to do out loud. Mm. That's a big thing because your brain will register that you said something out loud. And so now you have an obligation to yourself yeah. yep, yep, to yep. meet it. Yep. Um, and that's something that I've been trying to do and that's, it's worked. I mean, literally I did it the other day. I'm going to stay on my meal plan for the rest of the day. I'll say it louder. I'm going to say on my meal plan for the rest of the day. And I did, you know, yeah. but it's something about saying it out loud because once you say it out loud, yep. you put it out in the universe. If it stays in your head, it's just going to, it's just going to go space. by in a second, like yeah. a thought. It's yeah. not, it's no longer a thought when you say it out loud. It's right. an intention. Mm-hmm. So that might help people too. Right. It sounds stupid. But. No, no, it doesn't at all. But whenever you're talking about like the increments, like doing something slowly and doing this, you know, I guess incrementing your way to something that is like sustainable or something that would seem extreme or whatever you want to call it. But uh, in this book, he said that whenever he originally started his morning routines and stuff, he put out, and this is how small your goals can be legit. He woke up in the morning. All he did was put on his shoes and then take them off. (laughs) Okay. Literally for what? For, for a few days or one day, I think he said for like a day or three. What's the point of it though? So that you can create a habit. Like, oh. if you're not ready right now, don't go do the right. activity. Set yourself up mentally. Right. Like, hey, I'm going to do it. So then that fourth day came, and he went, put his shoes on, went downstairs, came back up. Well, that's funny that you say that because I say I'm going to, like, wake up in the morning and do cardio, right? Uh-huh. And it's in my garage. So. Wait, hold on. You know why he says that? He why? says majority of the time, most likely, you're going to put your shoes on. Hey, and you're going to go do it. Since I have my shoes yes. on, I might as well go do it. Yes. That's what happens when I do cardio. I don't want to do cardio. I literally just drag myself out of bed and get on the, <laughs> on the treadmill. And you know what happens? I'm, I'm going to do cardio for 35 minutes minimum. I get on there. Hour passes An hour has gone by. You're like, I can do more. Feels it's good. really the truth. It's like just getting to the gym. That's why right. I don't know how you work out in your garage. <laughs> Cause I love it, dude. I'm out there in the heat. I'm blasting my fucking music. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm hitting PRs, man. I'm slamming away. I'm doing this. I, yeah, I'm just. It's I just like fun. the like competitive atmosphere of like the gym. See, me, I thrive off competing against myself all the time. Maybe I should try that. every <laughs> single kidding. time. I just hungry to beat my yesterday self. I'm like, I'm just dude, trying to lift more than the boys. Trying to lift more than the boys. The boys are like what your legs or what or actual boys. Actual boys. Actual boys. You probably lift more than a lot some of, of the guys there. You no, know? I do. You do? <laughs> yeah. Well then, they it's need fun. to. They I like need, it. They need to step it up a little bit. The high school boys are there, and they're all like, 
<laughs> I'm like pressing 40s and like it's fun. I like it. No, that's hilarious. Strong is the new sexy, guys. It is. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And girls, those big weights aren't going to make you bulky, right? Yeah, stop with that. That's so 2000 and never. <laughs> 2020. That was fucking last year. So last year. All right. Well, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, another amazing episode with Ainsley. Um, where can they find you if they want to? The gram. Where's that at? Tell them, tell them the handle. Princess Pump with three S's. P-R-I-N-C-E-S-S-S Pump. It's because Princess was taken, right? Yeah. Some girl in Florida. Some like eight-year-old has Princess Pump. I think the first time we talked about it, we said we talked about that. I've tried to get her to give me the so handle, if you're but listening, she won't respond to me. Princess Pump with two S's. Everybody it, DM her and tell her, her. To, yeah, tell her to stop it. Send this episode to her. Hey. Oh, I'm also um, just picked up a sponsorship with Labrada Nutrition, Bam. and I dropped my other company that I was with. So if anybody... Needs that morning get up and go and you're looking for some sort of a drink to uh-huh. fuel you with 40 grams of energy and zero sugar. 40 or grams of energy. Protein, I meant, not energy. <laughs> I'm sure there's some energy in there, too. Definitely. But, um, yeah, head over to labrata.com and get you some ready-to-drinks. They're super easy. It's actually, if yeah. you follow me on Instagram, I'm always pouring them in my coffees. I use it as a coffee cream and... Oh, that's smart. Yeah, it's like way better than like what you can get at Starbucks. So I just order cold brew and pour my, it's a whole meal and it's like quick and easy. You don't have to waste time and you've kind of set your intention for the day and you're ready to go. Boom. Bing. That's yeah. it. Done. Nice. Princess Pump. Three S's. Um, she was here for another episode. We'll put the links and everything in the show notes. Everything's in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. Always check the show notes every single time. I tell you over and over again, check the show notes, check the show notes. Hey, Matt, where can I see that link? Hey, Matt, how can I follow the per- Check the show notes. Everything is there. It's <laughs> all the there. That's why we type it up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely going to have you on again. Yeah, honestly. we got to, we got to. We got so, a lot more. Yeah, we have a lot more. We can, I, th- I can talk to, there's a few people I can talk to for a long time. Ainsley's definitely one of them. Oh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and she's got some cool stuff coming too. So uh, always, you know, keep your eyes looking. But other than that, you know how we do it over here. Share this episode out to your best friend, gym buddy, your mom, dad, cousin, uncle, someone out there who is suffering from something. From uh, diet culture. From diet culture. We just gave three tips. Thanks to Ainsley. Um, me and her both. So that's six tips total. Find now. a healthy alternative to your downfall. To your There's downfall. always a healthy alternative out there like the Waterloo or the Zevias. Like there's a lot of ways that you can like bridge that little gap of like getting to where you want to go and keeping your happiness at the same time. Uh Just do your research. There's so much stuff out there. There is. And even if you don't want to do your research, talk to one of us, people who have done it and lived it. You know, you can Google, you be, you look something up, how to lose 10 pounds in five days. And you don't do those belly fat teas. (laughs) They don't work. I'm telling you. <laughs> if you're myth. doing your diet and your exercise and then you throw it in there, it may work. But don't think that it's going to be a fix. Just by it's slapping just it on. No, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. But yeah, share it to your best friend. Someone, you know, give it to someone that could use it. We always try to help people. My biggest thing and our motto here on the podcast is to inspire people to believe in themselves. And that's all we're trying to do. But go give Princess Pump three S's a good follow. Uh, go give Princess Pump two S's a DM and tell her to give it to her. Yeah. But other- report her. <laughs> She's like nine. <laughs> oh, poor girl. All right. Other than that, get out there. Train hard. Live strong. Catch y'all later. Peace. Bye. 
You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlifstrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.